0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back for another Q&A edition of Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1063. I'm your host and narrator, Greg Audino, and as you may know, I narrate great relationship content for you the other six days of the week, but here on Saturdays, I am here to answer your own questions about relationships and how you can improve upon your own. If you'd like my help with a relationship struggle of your own, or any struggle really, you can definitely email me at advice at advice And rest assured, you will hear back from me, and I'll do what I can to help you out. Now, the question we've got today comes in from a father of two teens who is wondering what he can do to get them to open up more and be more communicative. While he does go on to acknowledge the normalcy uh, in his teens not being willing to open up, he's also looking for some tips on how he can mentor them to get as comfortable with this as possible. So let's hear it in his own words. Try to help him out and optimize your life. Hi, Greg. My wife and I listen to almost all the podcasts your team puts out. Thanks a ton for the great input. Do you have tips for helping our teenage children, ages 13 and 15, to improve their communication skills? They are not unlike most teens, who seem to struggle processing feelings, much less verbalizing them. Any input on how to mentor them with expressing themselves would be appreciated. Excellent question. Thank you, sir, for sending this in. And thanks, of course, to both you and your wife for supporting us and following our work so closely. Uh, that means you're probably listening to me blabber a whole lot, so I don't, I don't know how you do it, but more power to you. Oh, I also love the your team comment. It's about time someone tells Justin who's really running the ship around here, huh? Huh? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Don't tell him I said that. Okay, uh, so I want to start by saying that it's it's important to consider who your teens are having a hard time communicating with. Now, within the spectrum of teens struggling to process and express their feelings, you know, needless to say, there's a lot of space for what's totally normal. Tough communication with strangers and parents, ironically, is totally normal. Tough communication with friends and classmates is also normal to an extent. Certainly, there are outliers due to, you know, abusive relationships, undiagnosed mental illness, and more. But whether or not your children might be victim to something like that isn't something I can answer here. I'm guessing that it is not present, though, since you note that they are not unlike most teens, and uh, that instead the majority of the trouble is them not opening up to you as much as you'd like. Regardless, a lot of the steps you can take to encourage them to be more open remain the same, and we'll talk about some of them today. Now first, let's talk about preserving your own sanity as a parent, because I think there's a lot to that here, and it's a really important part of the equation. Now it's likely that you just want to understand them as clearly as you did when they were younger. It's totally normal. You want them to be as comfortable and playful with you as they were when they were younger, and that you'd like this to happen before they up and move out, which seems like it is so soon now. But parents who want their children to open up more can't be in such a rush. It's not realistic, and it usually results in teens feeling smothered. So instead, Concern yourself with only learning little bits about them at a time. Teenagers are difficult to understand, as they're forming their own identities and thus choosing to keep more things to themselves. This is not unlike adulthood, and it is entirely appropriate for their development. We might remember ourselves going through the exact same stuff and withholding the exact same way, but this doesn't give us agency to barge in on our child's coping process just so we can feel more connected, you know? They're exposed to so much new discovery right now, so much uncertainty about who they are, and are equipped with an extremely limited world view. So this makes it hard for them to fully relate to others, as they just don't have enough experience with these new feelings yet to know what's normal or how to handle them. So trying to figure them out all at once, or expect them to open up about everything all at once, just isn't going to happen. Part of parenting a teen is building an understanding of their identity slowly but surely, and not rushing into knowing every detail of their lives. But the more patient you can be with learning, again, one thing at a time, like I said, the more naturally you and your teen will bond about other things. Now, as for some practical advice, hopefully you can see by now that there is no magic antidote or trick you can pull on your kids to get them to start being totally vulnerable without any transition. Not going to happen in the spirit of encouraging them to come out of their shells slowly but surely. The best thing you can do is what's often the best thing any of us can do to help cultivate healthy changes in people, and that's setting an example or setting a stage. What does this mean? This means giving your teens healthy space to communicate. This is in between the smothering that I mentioned before and shaming them or making them feel guilty for not wanting to talk, right? It's a healthy balance. This is a good time to remember that your children are now old enough to be treated more like adults. So with that being said, a good tool you have is the awareness of what types of situations and people you as an adult and other adults feel most comfortable being open around. Model this. Let's take a second to brainstorm who we as adults feel most comfortable opening up to, and therefore get an idea of how we can recreate this for our teens. So for me, I'm always most comfortable around good listeners, people who don't always tell me what to do, people who ask for my help, people who are open-minded and don't judge me or others, and people who encourage or model, there's that word again, model, behavior that I look up to. And you probably feel the same, and maybe you can add to this list. You also might take some time to consider the types of people your teens are most open with, even if it's their friends. What can you learn from that? Maybe taking more interest in their hobbies or passions could be a good jumping-off point. Now, I think it's equally important to brainstorm the types of people or situations that we don't feel comfortable opening up to as adults, and therefore the types of people we do not want to be towards our teenagers, however tempting it may be. So a lot of strategies that parents try to employ that in reality are nothing like the way they'd like others to treat them might include Asking a hundred extra invasive questions all at once, rushing to get answers, correcting everything your teens say, lying or omitting, disrespecting their privacy, presenting yourself as a perfect person, being overly positive all the time, etc. List goes on. These are the types of things you don't want to be doing. And finally, if there's one way of both preserving your sanity and setting an example for your kids, combining all of what we've talked about i would say that it would be the preservation of your own boundaries now as parents especially you being that your children are relatively new to their teens we're often in the rhythm of flexing on our own boundaries and passing up a lot of our wants and desires for the sake of the kids and this is usually necessary it starts as soon as they're born and we trade in a good night's sleep to make sure they're receiving care whenever they need it but as your kids age and transition into adulthood It's important that parents reclaim a lot of their boundaries. When your kid's behavior is hurtful and unacceptable, let them know in an objective, adult way. There's a way to do this without guilt or shame. And they may feel those feelings after realizing they've hurt you, and that can lead to good, difficult conversation when you're ready for it. It's important for kids to see someone who is able to look after themselves, as well as for them to understand the impact that their actions have on people They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Asker, thanks once more for submitting this question to the show. I hope this episode helped you and that you feel a little more prepared now when it comes to nurturing both yourself and your teens. And know that it's never a bad idea to sharpen up on the teen brain, too. There's a lot of great material out there that you can use to further educate yourself on where your teens are at. And it's a great age for you to stay up to date on that, since obviously changes are occurring so rapidly. I might also recommend going back into the Optimal Living Advice archives and checking out episodes 83 and 103, which offered some insight on teen reputations and getting teens to think deeply, respectively. Might be of use. That is it for now, though, everybody. Thanks so much for joining today, and do be sure to come back tomorrow for a narration from a brand new author whose work I'm really excited to share. I'll see you then, where your optimal life awaits.